Radio. This is David, back again with another episode of Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode number 79. And yes, I am a day late getting this one out, but um, doing my best. Let's just jump right in. Hard and heavy here. This is a band from the Netherlands that's been around since 87, and they are um, certainly one of the uh, well-revered classic death metal bands from that era. That is Asphyx. Asphyx is still going strong, even though uh, old Bob Backus, the uh, original founding member, drummer, and uh, Eric Daniels, the original guitar player, they are both not in the band anymore, so it's pretty much Martin Van Drunen and some guys. And uh, it's been that way for the last album, and this is the second album now um, with kind of the same lineup going. So... They're about to release their new record called Necroceros on January 22nd of next year. It's going to be their 10th album overall, but it's their first one in five years. It doesn't seem like it's already been five years since their last one. Uh, The last album was called Incoming Death. But yeah, it doesn't seem like it was 2015 when that came out, but I guess it has. Five years has flown by. But... um, they're still signed to Century Media, so that's who'll be releasing this new one. But yeah, they released uh, like a music video and uh, just this this first single from the new album. Um, sounds you know on par with the last couple, um, but yeah, something's missing. I don't know. They just don't quite sound the same to me and it's not even the drummer uh, change it's really when Eric Daniels was no longer a part of it um, his his riffing style was really kind of the signature sound for Asphyx and uh, him not being there of course Paul the current guitar player is a, a very capable guitarist and um, and he was the guitar player in Hail of Bullets as well or one of the guitar players in Hail of Bullets but uh, he's great, and he plays the old material great, but yeah, his material that he writes for Asphyx just doesn't feel the same. Um, so yeah, Eric Daniels is kind of the one component that is the most missed for me anyways, but uh, still some pretty good death metal here. I really hate the song title, <laughs> but whatever, I don't know. So yeah, I, I gave the last album a spin and didn't really like it all that much. It didn't really stay with me, so I just kind of... Gave it a few listens and then haven't listened to it since, so I don't have the highest of hopes for this new one, but I will definitely give it a listen when it comes out. But but uh, yeah, here we go. Here's the first single off of the new album Necroceros. This is Asphyx with Botox Implosion.
was Asphyx with Botox Implosion. Really stupid song title, but pretty cool song. Definitely uh, more high energy than most uh, Asphyx material is. Um, okay, we're going to jump to Poland here. This is, uh, you know, I've mentioned my son in the last few episodes, and this one's really no different. So he's been so obsessed with drums and different drummers that he sees in videos and stuff on YouTube and uh, one such drummer is a man by the name of uh, Stormblast, is his stage name. But uh, really, really good Polish drummer, and he actually fills in for Inferno uh, with his uh, death metal band, uh, Azerath. So he's been filling in live for Inferno whenever he's busy with Behemoth stuff. And uh, But I have been seeing videos of him uh, as the drummer for uh, Infernal War. And Infernal War has been around since 2002, and they have always played a really um, intense, you know, high-speed, uh, extreme, you know, death metal, and uh, it's usually very blasphemous and all that. But I, it took me a while to get into them because I had heard a long time ago that they were kind of like a white supremacist band, you know, and and it took a while for me to notice that that doesn't. I can't say definitively that they're not, but it doesn't seem to me that they are. Like, looking at their lyrics and stuff, um, you know, obviously I have no idea their personal beliefs or whatever, but just from a musical and lyrical standpoint, I haven't really identified anything that tells me that they are, so I don't really... Uh, I don't really care that much, I guess, because just because I listen to it doesn't mean I support it, so... Even if they were, what... Um, what matters is that they write some really damn good music and uh, I'm really impressed with the drumming and I'm gonna play something off of their uh, their third record they took a pretty long gap uh, between their second and third albums second album came out in 07 this third one came out in April of 2015 and uh, the albums called Axiom came out on uh, April 2015 and on Agonia Records and um, 
this one's a really good album. I've not heard their first album. I've only heard the second and third, but this album's really good. This third album, Axiom. But um, but yeah, I really dig this tune, and uh, really the album as a whole. Just if for nothing else, the the drumming. I love the drumming. So. From Poland, off of the album Axiom, this is Infernal War with Into Dead Soil.
right, and it just cuts off there very abruptly. That was Infernal War from Poland with Into Dead Soil. Um, really intense style that they play, and I really uh, like it a lot, and I love watching the, uh, the drum cam videos for them on YouTube. They're always really good. Um, all right, we're going to go to Austria here. This is a uh, kind of a thrashy traditional heavy metal type band uh, called Chainbreaker. There's a, there's a couple of metal bands out there called Chainbreaker, but this one has the little umlauts over the uh, over the E, I believe, and uh, they've been around since 2015. Uh, they've put out a couple of records. They just put out their second one uh, on uh, October 31st of this year. The new album's called Relentless Night. Uh, came out on Metal on Metal Records, which is kind of a, a well-known label for more traditional heavy metal releases and things like that. But it's really good, and um, of course, the you know typical with that style, it's all very riff-based and very centered around um, great melodic guitar work. And uh, they just do it really well, and um, it's one that I came across that I just didn't find a place for in my last, you know, thrash episode. So uh, this one's just kind of been waiting in the wings, sitting in my reserve pile, waiting for a good uh, time to bust it out. So I decided this was the time and this was the episode. So off of the album Relentless Night, this is Chainbreaker with Into Eternal Silence.
Alright, that was Chainbreaker from Austria with Into Eternal Silence. Really great guitar work there, and I really like their guitar tone as well. I'd like to mimic that if I could, but I am not willing to pay money for pedals. <laughs> so, I am limited with my guitar sounds. Uh, Alright, we're going to go to the USA here out of Washington State. This band um, includes a very good friend of mine. My friend Dave, uh, with whom I played in the band Ophian for several years. Um, Yeah, he moved away from Texas and went up to the kind of Seattle, Washington area. And that's where he still resides. But he joined this band called Void Wraith on bass. And uh, they kind of um, do that more modern day um, aesthetic of the, you know... uh, cloaks and hoods where you can't see their faces at all you know uh you know there's several bands kind of doing that these days but uh but it suits them it suits the music as well he's always sending me um you know new stuff that they're working on just to listen to and check out i uh, played something from one of their uh demos on an earlier episode of the podcast and uh he actually sent me some new stuff that's going to be coming out soon um, and I really liked it, so I asked if I could play it on an episode, and he said absolutely. So they have uh, released, I'm not really sure what to call them, because they seem like EPs, but I'm not sure if they're albums or EPs, uh, you know, I'm not sure what the band calls them, put it that way. But um, their first release was uh, Zero, and then the second release was the Roman numeral one, and then this next release, their third one, uh, I'm calling it an EP, is uh is two you know roman numeral two so that's coming out uh early next year from what i understand um but yeah i've I've, i'm in the loop so i got some new stuff sent to me so i'm going to play uh one of these new tunes off of it but sounds really good um sounds definitely sounds like they're they're building upon the sound that they had on the previous two releases and and uh, really kind of hitting their stride finding their groove and um yeah, it's just really good, straightforward black metal, and yeah, I don't know. It's it's it sounds good to these ears, so I'm playing it for you guys. Some uh, they do Roman numerals both for their releases and for the song titles as well. So uh, this is off of release number two. This is song number three.
Alright, that was Void Wraith from Washington State with Song 3. Uh, I really, really like that. It's very Sargeist-esque, um, I think at least, but it definitely kind of has that, uh, if not Sargeist, one of the other Finnish, you know, uh, bigger bands, Behexen bands like that. It kind of has that vibe to me, but I really like that. Um, Alright, we're going to jump to Brazil here. This band has been around since 2010. Um, they're pretty good, but I do think they kind of garnered um, more attention simply because they were, are, an all-female thrash band, and that is something that you typically don't see often. So um, they are pretty good. They're not, you know, the best thrash band I've heard in the last 20 years or, you know, something like that. But uh, they're one that I kind of didn't buy into at first because I felt like it's it's not their fault but I felt like it was the novelty of of the fact that it was an all-female band is what was was driving all the attention you know all the hype and uh, so I just didn't even really give it the time of day but um, couldn't help but notice uh, the band is Nervosa by the way but I couldn't help but notice um, whenever two of the members it was they're a three-piece band and uh, two of the members, the bass player slash vocalist and the drummer, they just quit abruptly and announced that they were forming uh, a new band, a four-piece band uh, that was going to be more death metal oriented called Crypta. And they just kind of left this guitar player high and dry. And uh, so she was left to kind of pick up the pieces of Nervosa. And uh, she has since uh, revamped the lineup into a four-piece so there is now a still just one guitar. So there's one guitar and bass, and then there's a standalone vocalist now and a new drummer. And um, I've actually started following them on Instagram just to kind of see how the rebuild, you know, goes for for this band. And and uh, it's been pretty cool to see a lot of their, you know, videos and photos and stuff with this new lineup and rehearsing together and in the studio together and stuff like that. So I'm kind of rooting for them, <laughs> you know, because. Since she got kind of left high and dry like that, that guitar player uh, having to kind of pick up the pieces like that, um, I'm hoping that they can release a pretty strong album here to, you know, so they don't fade away into obscurity. So uh, they're coming out with this new album called Perpetual Chaos on January 22nd of next year, coming out on Napalm Records. This will be their fourth album overall, and uh, again, this will be the first with this uh, this new lineup as a, as a four-piece. So... They've released two singles so far. I think two singles, maybe three at this point, but I think it's only two. Um, and a music video, and they're pretty good. Um, I, this is definitely a band that I think would benefit from two guitar players, so you can throw in some harmonies here and there to kind of make it uh, a little more memorable, I guess, because it feels a little bare-bones um, more often than not, you know, with a lot of their songs, it feels like it could be, uh, ex their sound could be expanded upon a little bit more uh, if they had a second guitar player. But still pretty solid thrash. Um, again, it's not the best thing I've heard in the genre by a mile, but um, still pretty solid. So I decided I would uh, play one of these new singles. So here we go off of the new album Perpetual Chaos. This is Nervosa with Perpetual Chaos.
Alright, that was Nervosa from Brazil, although uh, I should say that it's more of an international project uh, at this point because the guitar player is the only one uh, from Brazil and the new drummer is Greek and she also looks like she's about 14 years old, <laughs> but she is a good drummer. Um, the singer is from Spain and the bass player is actually uh, Italian, that's uh, Mia Wallace. Uh, she was the bass player in uh, Abbott's uh, solo band, or she was, and she was also the bass player for a time um, in Triumph of Death, the kind of revamping of, of Hellhammer. I, evidently, she was in a relationship with Tom G. Warrior, so she was playing bass in Triumph of Death, and then I guess whenever things went south with the relationship, he fired her from Triumph of Death, which is kind of shitty, but... Um, but yeah, so she's been kind of left without a gig for a little while there, and then she got approached about joining Nervosa, and she was all about it, so it's pretty cool. Uh, okay, we're going to go to uh, USA here for the next couple of, uh, of tunes, actually. So we're going uh, to California out of San Jose. This band existed from 1990 to 2005 and then took a five-year break and has been around since uh, 2010 up until now. Uh, I've played them not even not that long ago, uh, actually. Uh, the band is exhumed, and uh, you know when it comes to that kind of uh, gore grind, you know, kind of subgenre, it's not my go-to subgenre. Uh, but there's a few bands in that genre that I actually really enjoy. Exhumed being one of them, uh, in addition to you know Impaled and, and Aborted and bands like that. But um, but yeah, I'm going to play something off of, uh, they did a re-recording of their debut album. So their debut album was called Gore Metal, came out in 1998, and they did a re-recording of it in 2015, because evidently the the entire recording process and mix and everything about the debut was just a real terrible process that led to a lot of strain in the band, and it led to Ross, the uh, bass player slash vocalist, um, leaving back in the day. But, um, so yeah, they were just, it's one of those things that it's considered a classic debut, but they were, were not happy with the, you know, finished product of it. So they decided to do a re-recording in 2015 and they invited Ross, um, to come back and, uh, do the re-recording. So whenever he came back for the re-recording, that's actually what kind of led to him returning full-time as a, as a full-time member. And he's still in the band now. He's done the last uh, couple of records with them and is still going strong so uh, it all kind of got kick-started by this re-recording so um, they call it gore metal a necrospective is the title of the new you know re-recording that they did in 2015 that came out on relapse records they have nine uh, total albums and again this is the debut that they re-recorded so but it's uh, much more you know the newer stuff is more structured kind of more death metal-ish and less of the grind type stuff but uh, the first few albums two or three albums were much more on the grind side of things and um, but it sounds great with this this re-recording this this better production um, and there's some just great classic songs on that uh, on that debut so it deserved this re-recording so playing something off of it so off of gore metal a necrospective this is exhumed with casket crusher Wait a minute. 
Alright, that was Casket Crusher by Exhumed. We're going to actually stay in California in the USA for this next one. This band's been around since 93 in one form or another. The band is Deeds of Flesh, and uh, I'm not really big on like the, the real technical, uh, brutal death metal stuff, but uh, I always really liked their earlier albums. And um, up until, I mean, early 2000s, I'd say that their stuff was pretty good. They kind of lost me with their last couple of albums, and um, they haven't released anything since 2013, I want to say. Um, and they're coming out with a new album uh, here in, uh, I guess, about a week or so, two weeks. Uh, the album is going to be called Nucleus. It's coming out on December 11th. It's their ninth album overall, and that's coming out on Unique Leader Records. But um, this is a bit of a unique release because I thought uh, Deeds of Flesh was was dead and buried because uh, their main man, uh, I believe his name is Eric, Eric uh, Lindmark, I think is his name. I should have written that down, but um, he passed away. Um, I forget exactly what he had, like sclerosis or something like that. Um, but yeah, he had, um, you know, relegated uh, live guitar duties to other members, and he was only participating on recordings uh, anyways in the later years uh, because of, of issues with his, you know, uh, motor skills and things like that. But um, yeah, it was it was sad to hear of his passing, but I thought that was the end of it because I thought he was kind of the driving force behind the whole band. But uh, I guess one of the former members rejoined uh, Deeds of Flesh and has taken over lead vocal duties and everything. So there is still kind of a tie-in of a of an older member still, you know, steering the ship. And um, so yeah, I don't know if this album is a one-off, like to do release one more in in his memory, or if they're just going to carry on from here i'm not really sure but um but yeah they've released a couple of singles uh, off of this record so far and it's pretty good i mean it, it still doesn't hold up to their old stuff i still like the old stuff a lot better but this is certainly not bad and it definitely kind of carries on the uh, the legacy of their post you know 2000 um albums so uh, this one actually has a guest vocal appearance from uh, George Corpse Grinder Fisher from Cannibal Corpse, who I love. So it's kind of cool to hear his voice on uh, on one of their songs. So uh, so yeah, I'm definitely going to check out this album when it's released. Uh, what the hell day is this? It'll be released in less than two weeks. So, um, But yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be giving that a listen just because, like I said, this whole album was kind of a surprise to me. I didn't think this was going to be happening, so it's kind of cool. But uh, here we go off of the album Nucleus. This is Deeds of Flesh with Ethereal Ancestors. Let's <laughs> go. 
was Deeds of Flesh from California with Ethereal Ancestors. Pretty cool tune. I definitely liked the vocals, but uh, I admit that I like George's parts better than the other guy. But um, yeah, it's it's piqued my interest. I'm going to be checking it out whenever it's released. Uh, Alright, we're going to jump to Germany here. This band's been around since 2005. They're kind of folk metal, kind of black metal. They kind of toe the line. Uh, they definitely 
have a more modern, you know, whoop, I bumped my mic. I seem to do that every episode now. Um, but yeah, they, they have a more punchy, modern, slick production, which is kind of a common, you know, th- thing with uh, the folk metal bands and stuff like that. So they don't really go for the, uh, the gritty underground sound, that's for sure. And I believe they've added a female um, vocalist as well that chimes in with some additional vocals here and there on songs. So that definitely uh, adds more to their kind of folky side than the black metal side. But um, they only have two original members now. They've gone through some some shifts. The band is called Varg. And uh, I was first introduced to this band by my old roommate, Mr. Corey Smith. And um, and they have some really damn good material uh, over the years. But yeah, they only have two original members left. And they've gotten three new members since 2018. They got two new members in 2018, and then the female vocalist, I think they just officially added her maybe this year, maybe last year, but it was it was pretty recent. Um, but yeah, they just came out with their seventh album overall called Zeichen, and that's uh, Z-E-I-C-H-E-N. Came out in September on Napalm Records, and uh, it's pretty good. It doesn't quite hold up to some of the older stuff, but uh, considering that there's only two original guys left, I think that it still kind of uh, carries on their sound uh, pretty well. But um, there are, it's not their strongest album, but there are some strong tunes uh, on this record. Um, I haven't given it too many spins, but I've listened to it a couple of times, I think just twice. But um, this one stood out to me as one that I really liked, uh, a lot of the riffs in it. So uh, I definitely wanted to play this one as well because of the title, because my roommate, the one who introduced me to this band, our former roommate, that is, um, he he goes by the name of uh, Wanderer on Facebook, and with his photography uh, business, it's uh, Wanderer Smith Photography, and uh, he does great work, by the way. You should check it out. But uh, but yeah, so I you know, given the history that I have with this band and this uh, song title, I just had to play it. So Corey, this one's for you, off of the album Zeichen. This is Varg with Wanderer.
right? That was Varg from Germany with Wanderer. I really like that song. Again, it's not their strongest album, but uh, there are some really good tunes on it. Uh, that one being one of my favorites. But um, I really like their fat guitar tone. It just works for their sound. They don't need any more, you know, high gain, um, you know, more high end in their in their sound. I kind of like their their low end fat guitar sound, but. All right, we're going to jump uh, back to the USA here, out of Oregon. This band's been around since 2012. I want to say I played them on an earlier episode of the podcast, but I honestly don't remember, and I was too lazy to go back and look if I had. But, um, yeah, I'm going to play something off of their second album. The band is called Witch Vomit, and uh, they're on the 20 Buck Spin roster, who, uh, I, I mean, I really like that that label and their website. They have a really good distro as well, lots of cool stuff uh, on their site. But uh, I'm going to play something off of their second album called Buried Deep in a Bottomless Grave. That came out in August of last year. And um, it's just kind of that <laughs> that that typical uh, old school death metal um, subgenre, that sound where it's just real echoey and reverb laden and low vocals and uh, just more primitive riffing and a whole primitive uh, production in general. Uh, which, uh, uh, as you all know, I've mentioned it a million times that I do love that uh, that style, that subgenre. But um, they do it really well, and uh, really, what struck me with this band was, of course, the the name uh, it piqued my curiosity to check it out. But they uh, they have really cool cover art as well, so that's what prompted me to listen to this album. But um, but yeah, it is good stuff, and it just fits right in line with uh, all the other bands in this vein that I have been enjoying in recent years. So here we go, off of Buried Deep in a Bottomless Grave, this is Witch Vomit with Dripping Tombs.
Right, that was Witch Vomit with Dripping Tombs. Really love that song title, but uh, great riffing, and uh, the production is perfect because it is still kind of raw, but uh, you can really hear what the guitars are doing really clearly, really well, and uh, it's to their benefit because there's some really cool riffing going on there. All right, we're going to Sweden here. This band has been around since 04. I've had the pleasure of uh, opening for this band once before in Dallas, and... um, they just kind of keep getting better and better uh, as far as expanding their sound. It took me a while to get into the uh, the last album, and it's not that I listened to it and didn't like it or whatever, but like I just took it, my sweet time checking it out in the first place, you know what I mean? Uh, the band is Tribulation, and um, they've really been honing their sound over the last uh, few albums. They, of course, had a much more raw sound for the first two records, and then they've just kind of gone for more of this kind of gloomy still kind of have black metal vocals but it's more melodic and dark and gloomy uh rock almost you know it's it's still metal but there's just kind of a certain rock uh, edge to it uh, on recent albums but um they're going to be releasing their fifth record on january 29th of next year it's called where the gloom becomes sound that's going to be coming out on century media and they just released their first single off of it um maybe a week or two ago and I listened to it, and it's, you know, I, I kind of shrugged my shoulders at it because it's not bad. It's not spectacular either. I just kind of said, eh, you know, sounds like tribulation. And um, so, yeah, I'm eager to hear the rest of this record because this single didn't exactly blow me away. Um, the drum patterns, like in the verses, I believe it is, you can tell that he's trying to do something a little off the beaten path not do something so predictable and basic, you know, that you would uh, naturally be inclined to do behind the the guitars there. He's trying to do something different and interesting, but I don't think it's it's working. It sounds a little just clumsy to me, but um, you can listen and be the judge. But um, yeah, I'm anxious to, to hear the rest of this record and kind of see where they're taking their sound, because... Um, They've expanded it so much over the last couple of records that uh, I, I'm not sure where else they can take it, so I'm, I'm eager to hear. So, Off of Where the Gloom Becomes Sound, this is Tribulation with Leviathans.
Alright, that was Leviathans by Tribulation. Not bad, but, you know, didn't blow me away. But, uh, alright, let's move on to Denmark here. This is a classic band and one of my all-time favorites. Influenced countless uh, bands, you know, both in uh, regular just heavy metal and extreme metal. It's Merciful Fate, and uh, they, of course, existed initially from 81 to 85 before kind of calling it quits, really at the height of their popularity. And then King Diamond went and uh, started his solo career and released several uh, really, really good albums in the late 80s. And then Merciful Fate uh, reunited in 93, and that went from 93 to 99, and they released some really great albums throughout the 90s, which... You know, critically, I guess they're they're not thought of as uh, as good of albums as the first two from the '80s. But I love the '90s output from Merciful Fate. They haven't released anything since 1999, uh, which was the album Nine, um, which I love that album as well. And uh, they've been under contract, from what I understand, for at least one, if not two, more records. Um, same with King Diamond's uh, solo band. Uh, through Metal Blade. I know he's under contract for, I think, two more albums, so it they didn't happen. <laughs> it's been since 1999. Still no album, but um, out of the blue uh, last year, Merciful Fate announced that they are back, although it's kind of you know, they they still have, uh, of course, King Diamond and, uh, and Hank Sherman, who's a, you know, a real driving force um, from the songwriting standpoint, but a lot of people were hoping that Michael Denner would be back in the fold uh, for them when they reformed this time around, but uh, it's pretty much the same exact lineup from their last album from 1999, except for the bass player. I'm not sure why there's a change in bass player, but Charlie D'Angelo has been the bass player uh, pretty much since 1994, I want to say. And uh, he also plays in Witchery, and he also plays in uh, Arch Enemy. And I'm not sure if he's just too busy or if they just elected not to ask him. I'm not sure. One of the things they said was that uh, they wanted somebody who played more in the style of their original bass player. I say original, but he's their most well-known from the early days bass player, uh, Timmy Hansen, who's no longer with us. He was actually invited uh, to participate in the reunion, but uh, he uh, was battling cancer and was not able to do it, and he ended up passing away. But, um, but yeah, so they asked uh, Joey Vera from Armored Saint and Fate's Warning, a uh, really good bass player. Uh, he plays with his fingers, you know, just like Timmy Hansen did. So they asked him if he would be willing to uh, be the bass player for their reunion shows and festivals and things, and he, of course, uh, agreed. So uh, from, from what I understand, they're working on new material. Um, all of their shows that they were hoping to do this year, uh, of course, had to be postponed due to the virus and all that, but they still have some booked uh, for next year. Who knows if those will actually get to occur or not, but hopefully so, um, because it is long overdue, uh, long overdue for some merciful fate. So I'm going to play something off of the second album, which is considered by many to be their, their best work. The album is called Don't Break the Oath, and that came out in September of 84 on Roadrunner Records. Roadrunner was their label home for a really long time. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, um, I'm going to play one that King wrote. Um, they all kind of shared songwriting duties. Um, King always kind of had the more theatrical style, uh, more dramatic style. So this is a prime example of that. This is essentially a, a title track. 
but uh, has a long intro but man uh, once it gets going there's some of my favorite riffs and some of my favorite uh, vocal moments of the entire album are in this song so really really good tune and it's just an album that i never get tired of (laughs) so off of don't break the oath this is merciful fate with the oath
Alright, that was The Oath by Merciful Fate. I love that song. Um, so many twists and turns throughout that tune. And I really, if they don't release another album, that would suck. But I'm okay with it as long as uh, they record some <laughs> some shows that they play next year. Because I really want to just see them in action again. Um, okay, we're going to go back to Poland here. Uh, earlier in the episode, I played a song by uh, Infernal War from Poland, and their drummer Stormblast, I mentioned how he was kind of the stand-in drummer um, for Azeroth whenever Inferno from Behemoth is not able to perform with them. And uh, just being a fan of his drumming, I was looking into what other bands he plays in. And funny enough, he's the drummer that replaced Inferno in this band, (laughs) that guy Stormblast. Um, This band's been around since 2008. They're called Deus Mortem and uh, Inferno played drums for them from 2008 to 2013 before ultimately uh, leaving. And uh, Stormblast is their official drummer from 2013 until now. So uh, I'm going to play something from their second album. They don't really have much in in terms of uh, output. You know, they've been around for 12 years now and they just have uh, two albums. But they seem to kind of do alternating EPs and albums. So they'll do an EP, full-length, EP, full-length, and I think they've put out another EP since this one. Um, But yeah, I'm going to play something off of the second full-length called Cosmoside. Um, Came out in April of last year on Malignant Voices Records. And uh, this one, I think they have a music video for this song. Uh, It's kind of, I guess, the most most well-known song off of this album. But, uh, yeah, this is more, you know, Azeroth is more of the the death metal side uh, of Inferno, and this is more of the black metal side, I guess, because, of course, Behemoth toes the line between both of those genres uh, pretty well, so uh, this band definitely focuses more on the black metal side of things. But great drumming, as always, from from Stormblast, and um, I need to dive into some of the EPs. I've heard both of the full lengths, but haven't listened to uh, any of the EPs, so I need to uh, check those out, but... In the meantime, just enjoy this one. So off of the album Cosmoside, this is Deus Mortem with The Destroyer.
Alright, that was Deus Mortum with The Destroyer. That's just a great band. Um, yeah, I really need to dive into those EPs because uh, I really like this album especially, but uh, the first album is good as well. Alright, it is that time. I need to announce the final song of the episode. I want to thank all of you for listening as always. Thanks for telling other people about the show. Uh, if you want to tell someone how they can listen, they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com or on the free Podbean app, which I highly recommend. And of course, uh, the entire catalog of episodes is uh, on Spotify as well, so please uh, find it and follow it there. And uh, if you have any sort of suggestions or feedback or requests or anything like that, you can email me at bloodandfireradio at gmail.com. And of course, please find and like the Facebook page because any sort of uh, news or updates or questions for you guys or poll, you know, poll questions and stuff for, for the listeners, uh, it's all going to be located there. So be, be sure to find uh, the Facebook page and like it. Um, all right. I, you know, I'm a day late getting this one out, but I'm closer than I was with the last two episodes, I think. So <laughs> we're, we're getting back on track slowly but surely. So I'm, um, I'm working on my songs for uh, the next episode because, uh, let's see, what day is this? So yeah, I should have, uh, I should be able to get out another episode before Christmas time, which is nice. So, uh, maybe I'll do a themed one. I don't know. We'll see. But, um, it's, it's not going to be a Christmas episode. I can guarantee you that. I don't even think I could find 13 extreme metal Christmas songs, <laughs> but... That sounds that just sounds terrible. But uh, all right, we're gonna go back to Poland here one more time. This is a band. It comes back to my son once again. Uh, there's this one video uh, from the YouTube channel Drummers from Hell, which is all just uh, extreme metal like drum cam videos and stuff. And uh, so there's a video from last year. It's kind of a best of 2019, you know, clips of different drummers. And there's several in there that I hadn't heard of you know before uh and knew nothing about and one of them was uh the drummer for this band the band is called in twilight's embrace and uh my son liked i mean the the, the clips that they show are, are short we're talking like 20 seconds of each drummer and it cuts to somebody else but he's like memorized the entire lineup of this video so it's like before it even changes to the next drummer he's just like oh James Stewart is next, and, you know, this person's next, and that person's next, and he's right. He gets it right. It's amazing. But um, I had never even heard of this band, but in that short little 20-second clip of In Twilight's Embrace, I really liked what I was hearing, and um, the guy pretty much just looked like me. He was just some real ordinary-looking dude with short hair slicked back or whatever, and just... But it sounded like some really good, dark, you know, black metal, and... I just really liked that little clip, so it made me check out this band, and uh, I really like their stuff. And I'm, I'm still new to it, I haven't checked out all their stuff, but uh, their last album uh, especially is one that I liked a lot. That's kind of where I started. I started with the newest stuff, and I'm kind of working my way back. But um, the uh, I don't want to mispronounce anything here, but it's spelled L-A-W-A, but of course it's Polish, so maybe the W is pronounced as a V, so maybe it's Lava, I'm not sure, Lava. But um came out in November of 2018, it's their fifth album, and it's their, their most recent, so they haven't done anything since this. But it says that it was released independently, um, I think, I believe they're signed, but um, 
maybe they weren't at this time and they just put it out on their own I'm not entirely sure but um, they've been around since 2003 so they've been around for 15 years and done five records here but um, but yeah so I can pretty much thank my son for introducing me to this band uh, indirectly so um, but yeah great record there's not necessarily like a, any singles or you know super catchy tracks on there it's more of a, of a overall listen to the whole album you know type thing because of the mood that it creates but um but yeah i went ahead and picked one that was a bit of a standout for me so uh until next time stay safe everybody things are getting pretty shitty out there uh, even more so than they already were so just stay vigilant and stay safe and i'll be back in a couple of weeks uh with episode 80 so until then take care off of the album lava this is in twilight's embrace with crew Cheers.